That the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in this year and in today. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't know what you've been saying about this year already. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know what you're saying with your mouth. But more than ever before, you need to propose in your heart and in your mind to grow up spiritually. Be determined to grow spiritually. Be determined more than ever before to know God for yourself, to know God personally, to have that relationship with God. If you're not born again already, if you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it is very important to do so, to know God. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I don't know who is hearing me right now, but if you've not made Jesus the Lord of your life, you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it is an opportunity. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? It is a choice you have to make for yourself. God loves us so much. God loves humanity. That was why I gave Jesus to die. So what do we do? Accept him. Accept him. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Believe he came. He, he died. He was buried and he rose again. That you might have a new life. That you might be free. So you accept him as your Lord and Savior. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you shall be saved. That is very important to know, to do and be determined more than ever to grow spiritually. In this year, be determined to know God for yourself, to know God for yourself. So no matter what is happening around the world, you need to be determined that you want to know God for yourself. And how do you do that? You do that with the word, by the word, by getting into the word. You can title today's message, Be Determined to Grow Spiritually. This is Adeni Kedada bringing God's word to you today. Be determined to grow spiritually. You need to be intentional about it. That yes, I have to grow spiritually. It is your choice. It is your responsibility to grow spiritually. If you're born again as a child of God. Okay. So our main text is going to be taken from the book of Joshua chapter one, verse eight. And I read this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. God's word should not depart from your mouth. If it's not departing from your mouth, that means you're speaking it. You're speaking it day and night. 
The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, that death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I wonder what you're saying with your mouth. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Words are powerful. What have you started to say about this new year, 2021? Are you the one that is saying, oh, I don't know. I think this year is going to be, no. What are you saying? What are you saying? The Bible says in Mark eleven twenty three, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. And I read, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. You will have what you say. You will have what you say, whether positive or negative, you will have what you say. So you need to be intentional about the kind of words you're speaking. You need to make sure your, your words line up with God's word. Your words line up with life because God is life. He sent Jesus that is life for us. So you have to be intentional about the kind of words you're speaking because you shall have what you say. So be determined that this year you're making, uh, you're making a deliberate effort to feed your spirit man. If you're born again, a human being is a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body. So you, when you get born again, your spirit man is recreated. So you ought to feed your spirit man with God's word the same way you feed your body with natural food. You feed your spirit man with the word of God. And by doing so, you're also renewing your mind. You're changing the way you think. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that is a process. You renew your mind. It is not a one-day thing. You consistently renew your mind. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 6 verse 2, that thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. You're snared by the words you speak. What words are you speaking? That what you're saying is going to take a hold of you and it will come to pass. And we see in the book of Genesis chapter 1, when, G, uh, when God created the world, he said, let there be. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Verse 6, and, and God said, let there be, let there be. God spoke the world into existence. He spoke the world into existence. And we are made in God's own image. We are created like that, to speak words into existence. So you are like your father God. If you're a believer, you're born again, you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Be careful what you say. Make sure your words line up with the word of God. Make sure your words are consistent with life, with the life of God that is within you. You are born of the word of God. The Bible says, ye are born not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God that lives and abides forever. You are born of that word. You are born of the indestructible life of God. Words are powerful and your words will either make you or break you. So God's word should not depart from your mouth. God's word should not depart from your mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. God's word, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 
The word of God is quick and it is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is quick and powerful. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. It is quick and powerful. It should not depart from your mouth. You speak the word of God every time. Consistent, consistently speak God's word in every situation of your life. No matter what it is that is going on with you. No matter what it is that is going on around you. Make sure your word Line up your words, line up with the word of life because God's word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible says, thou shalt meditate therein day and night, Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, and but it sh you shall meditate therein day and night. You meditate in it day and night. What does it mean to meditate? To meditate means to focus your mind on you think about a particular thing. You roll it over and over in your mind. You roll it over. You think about it. You ponder on it. You contemplate it. You know, on the word. You contemplate on the word. You roll it over. You think about it. You think about it. You roll it over. You chant it to yourself. You continually chant it day and night to yourself. And before you know it, it takes a hold of you. When you meditate, your mind is renewed. The Bible says, be ye imitators of God as dear children. When you meditate in the word, your mind is being renewed. Your mind is renewed and you are being transformed. You begin to think the way God thinks. You begin to act like God because you're a child of God. So you meditate and I can liken this actually to the way a cow chews a cord. A, a cow chews a, its cord by regurgitating, regurgitating, that is bringing back the food that was swallowed, bringing it back to the mouth. That's what the cow does and rechews it, regurgitates, regurgitates to bring swallowed food up again to the mouth. And that's the same way, meditation, you bring it back, you roll it over and over and over in your mind. You focus your mind on it. You don't let your mind wander all over the place. You focus your mind on the world. You think about it. And before long, you begin to chant it. You begin to chant it. And before you know it, you begin to roar like a lion, speaking the word of God. It takes over your being. It takes over everything. That is how to feed on the word. That is how to meditate in the word. And it takes a hold of your spirit as your mind is being renewed. And you're able to put your body under as a Christian. Because the Bible says to be carnally minded is death. When you let your body rule you, that's why you see some Christians in the world, they call you, you hear words like, oh, and he calls himself a Christian. Why is he acting that way? He's acting that way because he's allowing his flesh, his body to rule him, to take over his mind and his spirit. That is how to be fleshly ruled, to be carnally minded, to be carnally ruled. We are not meant to be like that as Christians. We are meant to be led, to be ruled by our spirit man that has been created by God, that has been recreated, that is alive to God. We renew our minds as well. And before you know it, your spirit and your soul, they take over and you are able to subdue. You are able to put your body in its place. 
under. You put your body in subjection to your spirit. That is how to win. That is how to be led of, of God. That is how to live a Christian life, to live a victorious Christian life. Putting your body under, letting your spirit man that is full of the word and your mind that has been renewed with the word, letting that take over your being. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, Joshua 1, 8. But you shall meditate day and night. You shall meditate day and night. That thou mayest observe to do when you meditate day and night. That is how to do. It drops into your heart. And before you know it, you act on the word. You do not only think the word. You do not only listen to the word. But you begin to act on the word. You do the word. Not the hearers of the word are blessed, but the doers. You begin to act on it. You begin to do God's word. It takes over your entire being. And the Bible says that is how to make your way prosperous. And that is how to have good success. In this year, you need to be determined that yes, you are going to have good success. You are going to make your way prosperous by focusing on the word. By meditating in the word. By speaking the word of God day and night. To every situation. To yourself. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One of the ways you hear the word of God is when you speak the word of God with your own mouth. You hear it. You speak God's word to yourself. Your faith is stirred up. You say what God has said concerning you. You say it about yourself. What has he, what has he said? The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, old things are passed away. Behold. All things have become new. If you're born again, you are a brand new person that never existed before. Old things are passed away. The old nature is gone. Behold, all things are become new as a child of God. The Bible says, for in him we live and move and have our being. As a Christian, as a born again Christian, you live in him. You move in him. You have your existence in him. Oh my goodness. What a powerful thing to live in him, to move in him, and to have your existence in him. The Bible says we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Bible says who had delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dead son. We have been delivered. We are not only delivered, we are translated into the kingdom of God's dead son. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom. He is made unto us wisdom. You say it to yourself. God, Jesus Christ has been made unto me wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Righteousness. You don't work for it. It is a gift. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 17, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. We know the story from the beginning that Adam sold out to the devil. And that is how the devil became the God of this world. But thank God the devil doesn't have to rule your life as a new creature, as a believer. You've been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of authority, of victory, of power, of peace, of joy. 
The Bible says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. We are to reign in our domain in this life as kings. We are to reign over situations and circumstances of life. We are to reign over the devil and his courts. We are to reign and rule over sicknesses and diseases. We are to reign and rule over adverse circumstances. We cannot be defeated as Christians, as children of God. You are the light of the world. You shine as light that God has made you. The, the darker the night, the brighter we shine. The Bible says that our, our light shines brighter and brighter, even unto the perfect day. It shines brighter and brighter. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. We have redemption. We have redemption. How thankful we can be that we have redemption already. We are not trying to have it. We have it. We are born of God. Born again. The Bible says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. For greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Those are the kind of words you're going to speak forth from your mouth. You do not let them depart from your mouth. You speak it day and night. You roll it over and over and over in your mind. And as you do that, your mind is renewed. And as you do that, your spirit man is being fed with God's word. You align your words with the, with the word of God. Stay consistent on the word. In season, out of season, speak the word. Line up your word with God's word. We are victorious. We are not fighting to win. We are not trying to win. We've won already. We fight the good fight of faith. This is a good fight of faith because we know the end from the beginning. We know that we are victorious. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. The Bible says, who his own self bears sins in his own body on a tree, 1 Peter 2.24, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. We've been made whole. It doesn't matter what you feel in your body. The Bible says, by whose stripes we were healed. So you stand up and rejoice and give thanks to God that Jesus Christ has done it all. We walk in divine health. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Don't wait till symptoms strike your body. No. Begin to speak the word of life. Begin to speak health to your bodies. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You say, my body functions perfectly. Every organ in my body functions in perfection to which God created it to function. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. My body is a temple of the spirit of God. The same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in me and quickens my body. In the name of the Lord Jesus, he invigorates my body. He energizes me. The Bible says himself took my infirmities and bear my sicknesses. Matthew 8, 17. You say the same thing that God has said. You say the same thing that God has said and everything we align to the world. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law, the law of sin and death, the law of the spirit of life is at work in me now. That law is a law at work in me now. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And that law has made me free. I am free indeed. I am free. I am free. Free. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says, resist the devil, James 4, 7, and he will flee from you. Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Submit yourselves to the word of God. Resist the devil and he will flee as in terror. You're not meant to be afraid of the devil. There is a Bible-sized devil. And the Bible-sized devil is the defeated devil. The devil has been defeated. He's been defeated. Jesus defeated him for us. So we walk in victory. We enjoy the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. The greater one lives in us. The Bible says in Romans 8 chapter, Romans chapter 8 verse 37 says, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You say the same thing that, that God has said. Be determined in your heart that you are going to grow spiritually this year. Don't take it lightly. Your spiritual life is very important because a human being is a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body. A lot of things are happening in the world today. We have different things happening and you, you, because it's coming to the end of the world, the end is coming. So it's very important that you are responsible for your growth, spiritual growth. Begin to feed your spirit man. Begin to meditate in the word. Get a Bible and dig into the word for yourself. Find out for yourself what God has said concerning you. And you begin to say the same thing in consent with the word of God. Be bold about it. Declare that you are a conqueror. He say, I am a conqueror. Thanks be to God. I am a conqueror in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you're out there, you're not born again. You've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You don't know him. I am telling you today, Jesus is the way. The Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the answer to the cry of the world. Jesus is life. So accept Jesus today. What are you waiting for? He loves you. He loves you. He gave himself up that you might have life. He wants you to choose life. It is your choice. It's a choice you have to make. You have life. You have death. Which one are you going to choose? Choose life. Choose life. He's knocking at the door of your heart. Don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. For God is good. His mercies endure forever. The Lord is good and his mercies are over the works of his hands. The Lord is good. He, there is no shadow of turning with him. The Bible says it's the same yesterday, today and forever. He changeth not. He does not change. What are you waiting for? Jesus is waiting, waiting on you. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. How do you do that? You believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You believe he died, he was buried and he rose again. That you might have a new life and you accept him. You believe that in your heart and you confess that with your mouth. That yes, Jesus, I believe you came. I believe you died. I believe you were buried and you rose again. That I might have a new life. I accept you now, Jesus. Come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life Lord Jesus I choose to live for you I choose to live for you Lord Jesus if you're that person there's room for you there's room for you you can say this prayer with me Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus I, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for the world I believe 
that Jesus Christ came. He died. He was buried and he rose again that I might have a new life. Right now, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Be my Lord and Savior. I choose to live my life for you now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, you're welcome to the body of Christ. That is what it takes to be born again. Now you're born again. You're a born again Christian. You now have the life of God in you. Congratulations. So you get yourself a Bible and begin to dig into the word and find out what is rightfully yours. Find out who you are in Christ Jesus. If you know who you are, nobody's going to kick you around and tell you who you're not. You need to know for yourself who you are. If you have, if you said that prayer, kindly contact me via this email, questions at adenikedada.com. Questions at adenikedada.com. Thank you very much for joining me today. Next week is another time. It's adenikedada. You can't believe me. I find my wholeness in you You're my life You're my life When I am down and I feel so weak You give me strength Strength from within When I am sad and I feel no peace You give me joy Joy from within I have my wholeness in you All of my life is in you My satisfaction in you Is you live in me And I live from you Come on, help me sing I have my wholeness Oh, all of my life Satisfaction is in you, God See you live in me And I live from you Oh, hey I have my wholeness in you
Listening to your favorite radio station, the Hot Missy FM, MissyFM.com. Keep it locked to enjoy nothing but the best music. that the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. And this is Adenike Dada bringing God's word to you today. All right. So our main text for today is going to be taken from the book of John, John chapter 17 and verse 18. I read, I have commissioned them to represent me just as you commissioned me to represent you. That's Jesus talking here. That's a prayer that Jesus prayed to God the Father. That he said he has commissioned us as Christians, as born again Christians, as believers, to represent him the way he he has been commissioned to represent God the Father. And another place in the Bible, first John chapter 4, verse 17. The latter part reads, as he is, so are we in this world. Um, This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. We are like Jesus in in this world. The Bible calls us the light of the world. Believers, Christians... What do I mean by believers or Christians or a Christian? You're not a Christian because you bear a Christian name. It's more than that. You are a believer, a born again Christian. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal savior, you have a personal relationship with him. So that is how to get born again. That is the new birth. That's how to be a believer. You believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God and you believe he came and he died and rose again that you might have a new life and you confess him as Lord. That is what it takes to be a born again Christian, to be a believer, to be a follower of Jesus. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. In this world, we are actually like Jesus. The Bible says we are the light of the world. So where there is light, darkness cannot stay. Darkness dissipates where there is light. If you switch the light on, the darkness is gone. So we are the light of the world. So anywhere we are, darkness cannot stay. Because as Jesus is, 
so are we in this world. Today we're going to be looking at how Jesus calmed the storm when he was on earth. Jesus calm, calms the storm. Jesus calms the storm. So you can open with me to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 4, and I'll be reading from verses 35 to 41. Mark chapter 4 from verse 35 to verse 41. I'll be reading the Passion Translation, the TPT. And I read from verse 35. Later that day, after it grew dark, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. After they had sent the crowd away, they shoved off from shore with him as he had been teaching from the boat. And there were other boats that sailed with them. Suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, a ferocious tempest arose with violent winds and waves that were crashing into the boat until it was all but swamped. But Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern, resting on a cushion. Jesus was fast asleep, even though there was so much trouble. There was ferocious tempest. There was violent winds. Yet Jesus was resting on a cushion, we're told. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we are all about to die? Fully awake, he rebuked the storm. Jesus was sleeping in the midst of trouble. There was so much storm, but we are told he was fast asleep. Teacher, they said, don't you even care that we are all about to die? Fully awake, we are told. He rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, hush, calm down. Another version says, peace, be still. All at once, the wind stopped howling. And the water became perfectly calm. All at once, we're told. And there was calmness. Then he turned to his disciples and said to them, Why are you so afraid? Imagine, why are you so afraid? In the natural, you would wonder. When there's so much trouble, so much water, they were about to die. And yet Jesus rebuked them, saying, why were they afraid? He said, haven't you learned to trust yet? But they were overwhelmed with fear and awe and said to one another, Who is this man? Who has such authority that even the wind and waves obey him? What manner of man is Jesus? I love that song. What manner of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. But guess what? The Bible says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. We are meant to calm the storm. You're meant to speak to the situation, not talk about it. You're not meant to go around and talk about how difficult things are. Oh, things are not easy. Oh, everybody has lost their jobs. Oh. I don't know how I'm going to survive. Oh, is that what you're doing? Are you talking about the storm? 
or you are speaking to the storm and saying, peace be still, or you are speaking and saying, hush, calm down like Jesus did. We are like Jesus in this world. The Bible says he has commissioned us to represent him. How are you representing Jesus? Are you doing that well? Are you representing Jesus in the right way? Are you speaking to the storm or are you speaking about the storm to people and saying how difficult things are? Jesus said, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Because he has not given us a spirit of fear. From the beginning of that story, we are told, Jesus said, let us go over to the other side. That was the instruction he gave. So when the temptation came, when there was so much storm, they would have said, oh, the master said we're going over to the other side. But they considered the storms. They considered things happening around. They considered the waves. And they began to think about how they were going to lose their lives. No. A thousand times no. In the face of storms. In the face of challenging situations. What do you say? You say peace be still. Just like Jesus said. Everything can hear. Everything has ears to listen. Whether living things or non-living things. Remember Jesus cursed the fig tree. You can speak to your mountain. You can calm the storm. You can. He has said we should not fear. Here he said why are you so afraid? He was shocked that they were afraid. Because what he said to them was they were going over to the other side. And he went to sleep. He was sleeping. The Bible says they shook him. So he might have been, he must have been fast asleep, deep sleep. You know, some people are light sleepers. <laughs> you hear any little thing, you wake up. Oh, what's that? But Jesus was fast asleep, deep in sleep, that they had to shake him. That teacher, don't you even care that we are about to die? Hallelujah. There is a fear not for every situation. Fear not. That's what he says. The Bible says in the, the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10. Isaiah 41, 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The Bible says in Psalm 56, verse 3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in God. You're not meant to be afraid. You put your trust in God. When the feelings of fear come, feelings will come. Remember, we said a human being is a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body. When you feel afraid, you don't open your mouth and say you're afraid. No, that is a feeling. You are not a feeling. Feeling is just the voice of your body speaking. But you don't give in to fear. What do you say? I put my trust in God. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything. Don't fret. 
But in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 14 verse 27, Peace is what I leave with you. It is my only peace that I give to you. I do not give it as the world gives because the world cannot give peace. If the world gives peace, the world is going to take it back. There is no peace in the world. But Jesus said he has given us peace, not the way the world gives peace. So he said, do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. The Bible says in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. <laughs> he has not given us fear. Fear is not of God. Fear is never from God. Fear is of the devil. And God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. Fear is actually a spirit and it has torment. <laughs> so what do you say when those situations arise? You speak with your mouth and say, for God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So I refuse to give in to fear. Make sure you open your mouth and speak. Just like Jesus said, let us go over to the other side. He spoke. So what the disciples would have done is to speak the same thing that Jesus spoke. We are going over to the other side. Not get afraid and open the door to so much fear that they began to panic that they were going to lose their lives. Let us go over to the other side. You say the same thing that he has said. The book of 1 John chapter 4 verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. It's torment. has to do with torment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. That's what the Bible says. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. The Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 94 verse 19. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1. But now this is what the Lord says. Fear not for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by my name. You are mine. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 12 verse 25. An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. What kind words are you speaking to yourself? God's word is a kind word. You speak the same thing that God has said. That God is my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Bible says in the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's what he says. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 34. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow we worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The Bible says in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 6 to 7. That you should humble yourselves in the hand of the mighty God. And he will lift you up. 
He says, cast all your cares on him. Leave all your worries with him because he cares for you. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 35 verse 4, tell everyone who is discouraged, be strong and don't be afraid. Be strong and don't be afraid, including yourself. You tell yourself, I refuse to be afraid. I am strong and not afraid. I am strong and not afraid. If that's all you say to yourself, good. I am strong and not afraid. I am strong and not afraid. In every, in every situation in life, you speak to the storm and the storm will calm down. And the storm will give way. Because that is the word of God to you. You calm the storm. That's one of the reasons Christians, believers are talkers. When I mean talkers, you talk the word. You speak the word. God's word is quick and powerful. The Bible says in, chap um, in the book of Psalms, chapter 55, verse 22, Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Hallelujah. The Lord is good and his mercies endures forever. He is our strength. The Bible says in Psalms 46 verse 1, God is our, our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. He is our strength. He is for us. The Bible says, who can be against us if God be for us? He is our father. He is a good God. He never changes. He never fails. He's dependable, he's trustworthy, he's faithful, he's good. And all good, only good, that is the God we have. That is our Heavenly Father, only good. He has given us all that pertains to life and godliness. He has given us his word. His word is all we need. You speak the word. You act on the word. He's given us his spirit. The spirit of God lives in you as a believer, as a born again Christian. You have his spirit. There's nothing to be afraid of. So you speak these words to yourself. I refuse to fear. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear anything. The Lord is my, is my God. He's my salvation. I refuse to be afraid. Because the Lord is my redeemer. He's my present help in time of need. So no matter what the need is, you can open up to God and tell God, cast every care on him because he cares for you. The Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 5 verse 36, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, only believe. Just believe, fear not, fear not. Fear actually is a weapon that the devil uses. You shouldn't be afraid. You should not be afraid, never entertain fear. Mm -mm. not in the least bit. Don't. Don't entertain fear. You speak the word of God. Sometimes I know when situations, some situations can feel overwhelming. I've been in such, some situations and it's like, oh, can I take this anymore? I don't think I can handle this anymore. You were not meant to handle that in the first place. I was meant to cast every care on him. The Bible says, for he cares for me. So don't try to figure out things. Don't try to try to solve problems yourself. The Bible says you should cast. Cast it on him once and for all. And don't, don't go picking it back. No, leave it for him. Thoughts are going to roll over in your mind. How are you going to do this? 
You remember, you need this. You need to pay for this. You have a deadline. You need to do this. You need to do that. What are you going to do? How are you going to get the money? How is that problem going to be solved? What do you do? You speak the word of God. And I refuse to fear. I refuse to give in to fear. He has said he will never leave me nor forsake me. He will not abandon me. He is my father. If earthly fathers know how to take good care of their children, how much more our heavenly father? How much more? He that did not spare his only son, but gave him up for us, that we might have life. How will he not give us? How will he not freely give us all things? He said all things are ours. But a lot of times people wait. They want God to come in the situation and do something. When he has done all he will do, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. A lot of times God is waiting on you. You don't have to wait on him. He has given you what to do. He has told you what to do. You know exactly what to do. So you do it. He has given us authority. We have authority in this world. Not authority over fellow human beings. That's witchcraft. We are not to manipulate people and, you know, dominate them. That's not what I'm talking about. But over situations, over circumstances of life, we have authority. We have authority over the devil and his cohorts. We have authority over challenging situations. We can speak to situations. We can speak just like Jesus spoke and said, peace be still. So what are you saying? Are you saying the same thing? Are you saying the same thing? Are you saying peace be still? Or you are speaking about the mountain? You speak to the mountain. Speak to it. And you will see the calmness. Everything. No matter what trouble you are going through. It will come to pass. It's not going to be forever. So what do you do when you face challenges? You hold on to what God has said. That he, he has said in his word that I should not fear. He has plans for you. So don't give up. Don't give in to fear. You speak God's word consistently. And learn to give thanks. Learn to be grateful for every day. It is a day the Lord has made. You wake up in the morning. And get up with so much excitement and joy in your heart. In the natural. You might not feel like it. There might not be anything in the natural to think, to rejoice about. But yet, even then, you get up and say, yes, I choose to rejoice. It is a day the Lord has made. I rejoice and I'm glad in it. Yeah. It is an act of faith. that even though you've not seen the thing happen, you're rejoicing. You're rejoicing. That's a lifestyle of faith. Given thanks. Given thanks. Learn to give thanks to God. Learn to worship him, to thank him. Not because of the situation, but in spite of it. In spite of it. And whatever thing will come to pass. God's word can never fail. God's word can never fail. His word is dependable. So if you're out there, you've not made Jesus the Lord and savior of your life, I'm here to tell you that God loves you. God loves you. 
you might say, oh, I've been going through so many things. Oh, such and such bad things may have happened in the past. And you think it's God that, that is responsible for, for so, such things. No, God is not responsible for bad things happening to people. He loves us. But it's the devil that is the God of this world, that is behind all the evil things. So don't let the devil trick you into thinking it is God that is causing it. Mm -mm. God is good and he loves you. So if you would like to make Jesus the Lord of your life, you might want to say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for giving Jesus to the world. That he died and he rose again that I might have a new life. Thank you, Father. Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying for my sins. I thank you for dying that I might have a new life. I accept you right now as my Lord and personal Savior. Come into my heart. Be my Lord forever. I choose to live my life for you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, you're welcome to the body of Christ. That is what it takes to be born again. That's, that's it. So you get yourself a Bible and begin to dig deep. Begin to dig into the word and find out what rightfully belongs to you and walk in it. Walk in the fullness of the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you have any questions or you've made that prayer, you might want to contact me via questions at adenikedada.com. Questions at adenikedada.com. Thank you very much for joining me today. Next week is another day, is another time. You're blessed. There's a place where unforgiveness has called us to be There's a place where your love has captured our hearts You have called us out of darkness into your glorious light We've been made free and that's how we
is no fear here. There is no fear. There is no fear. Oh, there is no fear. There is no Everybody, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Bankole on Hanging Out with Nikki and Banks. Um, today, uh, we're just gonna, by the way, before everyone start ranting away, how are you keeping during the lockdown? I hope everybody's safe. Uh, we're standing on God's word, we're protecting ourselves, we're staying away from danger and just living the life that God's called us to live. Uh, so, today, I'm just gonna talk about a short um, encounter that I had with a, a friend of mine some days ago, you know, just called me up on WhatsApp and said, oh, Banks, will a divorcee go to hell? So the title of my talk today is Divorcees in Heaven. You know, you're going to have your own space in heaven as a divorcee. And here's a reason why. Now, the Bible calls marriage a honorable thing. Marriage is a, an, an honorable thing. And it says the bed is pure. But God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. That can be found in Hebrews 13.4. Now that's what marriage is. Marriage is an agreement, a contract between two people who love themselves, who have decided to live together for the rest of their lives. It's not about a prenuptial or, you know, some agreement or you've got a million, I've got a million. When we split, we both take our monies away. It's not about splitting. It's about coming together, growing together, living together, loving together, and making a change as a couple. Now, does divorce happen? Yes. People fall away. Uh, distractions come. You know, marriages work. People fall out of work. Troubles come. Pressures come. Death comes. All sorts of things come. But marriage is a project that needs our um, our energy so much like childbearing, like raising a kid, like getting promoted in a job. Marriage takes effort, the same effort that those things take. Now, um, an example I want to share to just show you that, you know, as a divorcee, you're still a child of God. Your relationship with God hasn't changed. What happened is it's just your relationship with your husband 
or wife that's changed. You refuse to be the husband of a wife or the wife of a husband. It doesn't change the fact that you are a child of God with your name written in the book of life, with the Holy Spirit living in you. Now, divorce isn't a good thing, but I, I still believe I'm of the opinion and take it. This is Banks' opinion. I'd rather be alive than be dead in a marriage that has no love. That's just it. If, if, if I stay in the marriage and I'm dying every day, it's not the best for me. It's not the will of God for me. Marriage is a good thing. If it's not a good thing, then get out of it or make it better or seek counsel. Now, divorce is not always the last result to every problem. It is not. Marriage takes work. Let's work together. Let's help. Let's pray together. Let's see what the problem is. I'm different from you. What, what is it you're doing wrong that I'm not, that I'm, I don't like? What is it I'm doing right that you don't like? Or what I'm doing wrong that you don't like? So marriage is about, is about giving and taking. It's, it's, it's an experience. It's something that's going to be different. Every marriage is different. So, um, now the best person to listen to when it comes to a matter of divorce it's not actually your pastor or your hostess or whoever. It's actually the word of God. It's actually Jesus, the one that we follow. The one who, who brought the idea of marriage down in the Garden of Eden. When God saw Adam lonely, he gave him a wife in, in Eve. A helpmate. Marriage is about helping one another. It's not about, oh, you go get all the money and I stay at home and raise the kids. It's, it's, that's an arrangement. But marriage is about helping us to fulfill our dreams as a couple. My wife's dreams, my husband's dream, my child's dream. That's what marriage is about. It's not about one person. It's about family. It's about love. It's about a community of two people who have come together to share their bodies, to share everything together. So, um, these references can be taken from Luke 20, 27 to 40, or Matthew 22, 23 to 33. So, I'll say it again. Luke 20, chap uh, Luke chapter 20, verse 27 to 40, or Matthew 22, uh, verse 23 to 23. They both actually say the same thing. And I'm just going to run through it because it's not, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. And uh, now the Sadducees came to Jesus saying, oh, there is no resurrection. And they came with a question and said, teacher. Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and have children for him. Now that's the law of Moses. Mm. Jesus came to give us the law of love. So Jesus, they now gave him a scenario. There were seven brothers. They died. They had sex with a woman. None of them left the child. When they get to heaven, who is going to be the husband? Ah, that's, that's a ridiculous question. Who's going to be the husband when we get to heaven? And the answer Jesus gave them was, at the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read that God, what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living, of the living, of the living. It's about life. Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. If your marriage is not generating life, there is something wrong. You need to work on it and make it better. The same thing is repeated in Matthew 22, verse, verse 23 to 33. So Jesus generally just told them, the law of Moses, <clears throat> forget it. It's about life. Moses, actually, Jesus says something later that Moses actually gave that law of divorce because of the hardness of people's hearts, just to give them something to leverage on, to get them out of the way so that they won't disturb you know, where value is. But in my opinion, I am going to see a lot of divorces in heaven. 
I am going to see a lot of divorces who have who, who has fulfilled purpose outside of marriage because marriage was not working and they had to leave it. It's not wrong to leave a marriage. It's wrong to hurt people. It's wrong to kill people. It's wrong to, to stop the destinies of people, personally speaking. It's wrong if I cannot build my wife up. It can, if I cannot build my community up, then I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm of no good. Personally, I think a divorce happens when we reach a, a, a dreadlock, deadlock and nothing can move us forward. We cannot grow together anymore. It's not wrong to get a divorce. It's wrong to kill. It's wrong to steal. It's wrong to destroy. A divorce is just a way, an agreement to say, let's, let's stop this thing and just so we could go our separate ways. I, I don't think there's anything wrong when that happens. But religion will say, oh, stay with the man, even if he slaps you, even if he kills you, just stay because love bears all things. Love bears all things does not, is not, is not death. Death in a marriage is not love. It is not love. People grow out of love. Um, so in wrapping up, if you are in a bad marriage, work on it. If it doesn't work, if it's killing you, leave. If it's not killing you and you're happy with the bad marriage, I'm not the one to advise you not to stay. Please, stay. And if you think, oh, I'm in this marriage because of my children, let them just grow and then I'll find my way. That's fine. That's fine with me. But don't, don't die in that bad marriage. Don't die in that bad marriage. Um, I pray that God bless you, that you will see God's word as it is, that religion will not kill you or put you in a place where you become dismembered or unable to think for yourself. Jesus came that we might have life. And the purpose of this, of this message is for you to understand that you are important in a marriage. Your decisions are important. Your dreams are important. Your goals are important. It's not about your husband. It's not about religion. It's not about what your pastor says. If it's outside the, the ramifications of God's word, dump it. Look at what the word says and go for it. Um, in, in conclusion, I want to introduce our, our, our blog. Uh, it's called uh, My Marriage Solutions. So if you go to https www.mymarriage.solutions, you will see a lot of information around marriage, how you can boost your sex life, how you can, you know, help yourself become better at marriage, become better at, you know, raising children, our, or just our opinions based on God's word. And you're welcome to leave comments on there. Let's know your thoughts. Let's know what you think. Um, God bless you, wherever you are, wherever you are listening to this today. We pray that the wisdom of God will fill your heart and you will do the right thing at the right time. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a place where unforgiveness has called us to be. There's a place where your love has captured our hearts. Hello, everyone. It's a beautiful day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is Adenike Dada bringing God's word to you today. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You can title today's message, Change Your Thinking. Change Your Thinking. And our main text is going to be taken from the book of Romans 
chapter 12, verse 2. Romans 12, 2, and I read, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And be not conformed to this world. We should not be conformed to the world. That means we should not think the way the world thinks. How does the world think? The world thinks sickness. The world is patterned to think disease, sickness, failure, fear, and all manner of negativity. That is what the world is all about. That is how the world thinks. Why? Because of the fall of man. What do I mean by the fall of man? Because in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, God made man and gave man dominion over all the works of his hands. Guess what? Man sold out to the devil and the devil now became the God of this world. So the devil is the God of this world by virtue of the fall of man. But blessed be the name of the Lord God sent Jesus to die for humanity, to die for you, to die for me, so that anybody who believes in Jesus and accepts him and confesses Jesus as his or our Lord and Savior, the person receives a new birth, the person receives life, the person gets born again. That is a new birth. Accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he came, he was buried, he came, he died, he was buried, and he rose again that you might have a new life, and you confess him as your Lord. That is what it means to be born again. That is a new birth. That is a new birth. When anybody is born into this world, is born into a sinful world. So when Jesus came to die. Like I said, you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You are a brand new person. A human being is a three-dimensional being, is a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body. When a person dies, the spirit lives on, the soul lives on, but the body decays in the earth. The body that you see with your eyes is not the real person. It's just the house. It's just a case that houses the spirit that the human person lives in. So you are primarily a spirit being. You have a soul and you live in a body. So when you get born again, your spirit man is recreated. Your spirit being is recreated. But your soul that you have remains the same. Your body remains the same. When you get born again, your body is not going to change. Your mind is not going to change. It is your spirit that changes, that is recreated. So your soul is your responsibility. The mind is a part of the soul. The mind, the will, and the emotions, they are part of the soul. So it is your responsibility to do something about your soulish realm. To do something about your mind, which is a part of your soul. So you need to renew your mind. That is how not to be conformed to this world. By the renewing of your mind. You need to do something with your mind. 
for you to understand who you are in Christ as a new creature that has just accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You need to renew your mind. How do you renew your mind? You renew your mind with the word of God, with God's word. One man of God actually defines the mind as an intangible and spiritual um, facet. He says, it is a faculty of man's reasoning and thoughts that it holds the power of imagination, recognition, and appreciation. This man of God says, it's responsible, that is, the mind is responsible for processing feelings, emotions, resulting in attitudes, the way you behave, the way you think. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his as a man thinks, so is he. You are who you think. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The way you think is, a, is who you are, determines who you are. So what you think about, the state of your mind is very important. The state of your mind is important and it is your responsibility, as I said, for you to renew your mind. God's word will change you, will change the way you think. God's word will change your emotions, can change your health, can change your attitude, can change everything. The word of God can change a man completely, renew a man's mind, change the way a person thinks. When I say a man, I mean human person. So you need to be deliberate about what you focus on, what you think about. That is how the process of renewing your mind starts. The battle actually is in the mind. When a thought comes, the thoughts can come from the devil and he throws thoughts into your mind. That is where the battle is, the mind. And blessed be God, blessed be the name of the Lord, we have authority over the kinds of thoughts that we take. The Bible says, take no thought. Take no thought. You cannot stop birds from flying, but you can stop birds from pitching on your head. From landing on your head, you can stop that. It is your responsibility to you know, take thoughts or take no thought. You have a right. You can determine, you can decide. I am not going to take that thought because that thought does not, you know, fit into God's word, does not line up with what the word of God says. So you need to know what the word of God says for yourself. Is more than, okay, that pastor said that, that um, evangelist said that, have you gone into the word of God for yourself to find out what rightfully belongs to you? Not what somebody else says. You need to go into God's word for yourself with the help of the spirit of God and find out what rightfully belongs to you. You need to know for yourself who you are in Christ Jesus. Because if you don't know who you are, you don't know who you are. So any, you can accept anything at all because you don't, or you don't know what you have. 
then anything can just, anybody can just throw anything at you and you'll gulp it. You accept it thinking, okay, okay. You take this. Okay. Sickness comes. Okay. Disease comes. Okay. Failure. Okay. No, you have a right. You have a thought. You have a right to the kinds of thoughts you allow in your mind. Take no thought. Take no thought. You can change the way you think. Don't let your mind be a dumping ground for the devil. Don't. Take no thought. You take no thought. And I go on. The Bible says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you feed on the word of God, it will produce results such as health, wholeness, love in your life. You need to be intentional about feeding on God's word, meditating in the word, and saying God's word over and over to yourself. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You say so. You speak words. Words are important. What words are you speaking out of your mouth? Are you speaking God's word after him? Are you saying the same thing that God has said about you? You saying the same thing about yourself? He's made you whole. So you say, I am made whole in the name of the Lord Jesus. You say the same thing that God has said. That's part of renewing your mind. Your thinking should be in line with God's word. You ought to change the way you think. Be intentional. Be deliberate about it. Dwell on who you are in Christ Jesus. Think about the, what God has said concerning you. Meditate in it. Roll it over and over in your mind. Get a scripture, for example. The Bible says in James chapter 4 verse 7 that you should resist the devil. Resist the devil. In your mind, you resist those thoughts. Like I said, it's your responsibility now. God has done everything he will ever do about the devil. Jesus defeated the devil for you and me. He defeated the devil for me. So it is our responsibility to take our stand. The Bible says we should fight the good fight of faith. It is a good fight. We're not fighting the devil anymore. The devil is defeated. But you need to take your stand on who you are in Christ. In your thought, you take your stand. When those thoughts of fear are coming in, trying to grip you, what has God's word said concerning that? The Bible says, for God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So that is what is going to come out of your mouth. That is what you're going to dwell on. That no, I refuse to be afraid. I refuse to give in to fear because God's word says he has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. So you say it out of your mouth that you have a sound mind. I have a sound mind. I do not give in to fear. For God has not given me the spirit of fear. I am bold. The Bible says the righteous is as bold as a lion. So you say that I'm bold as a lion. You might not feel bold. It doesn't, it doesn't mean. It doesn't matter. Because we're not moved by what we feel. We're not moved by how we feel. Feeling is a voice of the body. Remember, you are a spirit being, you have a soul, and you just live in the body. The body is not meant to control you. Your body is not meant to control you. You are the one in charge. Your spirit man is in charge because you are alive to God now. You're born again. 
So you change the way you think. You renew your mind. Your mind, your soul, and your spirit, they take over. And you put your body under where it belongs. Your body is not meant to dictate to you. Your feelings should not dictate to you what you should do. When you renew your mind, you take your stand in Christ Jesus. That no, I'm not giving in to those thoughts. I'm not giving in to failure. I'm not giving in to disease or sickness. Mm -mm. No, no, no. A thousand times no. Like I said, you resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's what the Bible says. The devil will run from you as in terror. God has already done everything he will ever do about the devil. He sent Jesus and Jesus defeated the devil. The Bible says, I haven't spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. The Bible says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness. He did not only deliver us, he has translated us into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of his dear son. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So Jesus defeated the devil for me, defeated the devil for you. So you say that. And now it is your turn to do something about that. You take your stand. And you can because you are in him. You are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus. So you can take your stand against those thoughts that are coming into your mind. Thoughts that are not consistent with words, of, with the word of God. Thoughts that are not consistent with life. Thoughts that are not consistent with, with um, health. You resist those thoughts. You stand against them and you speak words out. Don't try to overcome a thought with another thought, but you speak out God's word. You speak the word of God. That's what you do. You speak the word of God. That was what Jesus did when he was on the face of the earth. He told the devil when he was tempted, it is written. So you say the same thing. It is written. It is written. What is written about you? You need to know what's written about you. So you can say it out of your mouth that it is written. The Bible says, so the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, bringing, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You pull down those, those imaginations. They might keep coming a thousand times. You stand against them a thousand times. You speak forth. You speak the word of God. The Bible says God's word is spirit and life. God's word is quick and powerful. The Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. So you speak forth God's word. You meditate in the word. You roll it over and over in your mind. That's how to meditate. You think about it. You ponder on it. And you speak it forth out of your mouth. You speak forth the word of God out of your mouth. When thoughts that are contrary, those thoughts try to roll in, you resist them. By speaking forth the word of God. You speak the word of God. You say who you are in Christ Jesus. That is how to change the way you think. That is how to renew your mind. You're not conformed to this world. But you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. You change your thinking. You dwell on who you are in Christ Jesus. Sometimes people... Wonder why, you know, bad things happen to people, to good people. Bad things happen to good people. You wonder why. You wonder why. 
Like I said before, the devil is the god of this world. It's all about, the Bible says he goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So don't let the devil take advantage of you. Like I said, good um, bad things happen to good people. It's more than being good. It's about getting into the word of God and intentionally feeding on the word of God, thinking on God's word, thinking his thoughts after him, and you speak forth the word of life. God's word is life. You speak the word of God out of your mouth. You live in that consciousness of who you are in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you say that I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what you lived like in the, in, in the past before you got born again. Don't let the devil bring condemnation. No, the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to you because you are in Christ Jesus. You walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. So you say that the law of the spirit of life is the law of my new nature. That law has made me free from the law of sin and death. I am free. I've been delivered from the power of darkness and I am translated into the kingdom of light. I live in him and move in him and have my being in him. Don't forget, as a man thinks in his heart, as a person thinks in his heart, so is he. Speak the word of God. Think on the word. Ponder on the word. Meditate in the word. Be deliberate about it. It is not a five-minute thing that, oh, you rush in the morning. Okay, you just get a scripture. The Lord, my shepherd, I did not want. Then you rush out. And you're out there for hours in the negative world. There's so much negativity in the world. And before you know it, you begin to, when things hit you, What's going to come out? All the things you've been seeing around the world, that's what is going to come out because you've not spent enough time in God's word. We ought to be intentional about staying in God's word. It's not only about just thinking about the word or reading the uh, scripture. It's rolling it over and over in your mind, thinking about it and speaking it forth. You can do that all through the day. So when things happen, it's the word of God that you fed yourself with that is going to come out. That's what you're going to say. That's what you're going to say because that's what you're full of. Whatever thing you're full of is what is going to come out under pressure. Feed on God's word. Change the way you think. Change your mind. And it is a process. It's not a one-day thing. It's a lifetime process. Renewing your mind. Be not conformed to this world. Don't think the way the world thinks. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Know what the word of God says. The Bible says, I am completing him. Who is a which is the head of all principality and power, Colossians 2, 2.10. So you say that, I'm completing him. I am completing Christ Jesus. I am not conformed to this world, but I'm transformed by the way I renew my mind. My mind is being renewed by the word of God. I renew my mind and I'm able to test and approve what God's will is for my life. You say that to yourself. You say to yourself, because the word of God says it in Philippians 4, 8, my thoughts are always through, uh, my thoughts are always true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, of virtue, and of praise. Those are the things you think about. When thoughts come and those thoughts don't pass these things, if those thoughts are not true, they are not honest, they are not just, they are not pure, lovely, of good report, of virtue, of praise, throw them away. Don't take them. Don't take those thoughts. 
Don't take those thoughts. You have authority over the kinds of thoughts you take. And don't forget, thoughts may come. The devil may keep bringing thoughts. You can't, you know, prevent birds from flying in the air, but you can prevent them from landing on your head. Don't dwell on those thoughts. Don't take them. Don't take them. Refuse to take them. The Bible says you should resist the devil. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So you say, my heart is well guarded for out of it flows the issues of life. That's what the book of Proverbs chapter 4 says. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. So the weapons of my warfare, you say it, are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Every imagination and high thing that exalts itself against knowledge of God. And I bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I am God's handiwork. That's what the Bible says. So you say it. I'm God's handiwork. I'm God's workmanship. I am created in Christ Jesus. I'm born anew that I may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for me, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that I should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for me to live in. That's what you're going to say because that's what, what, what God's word says. Begin to renew your mind, to change the way you think. Begin to align your thoughts to God's thoughts. How do you know God's thoughts? God's words or God's word is God's thoughts. Feed on the word, not a five minute thing. Feed on the word regularly. Spend enough time in God's word. Not once a week, but every day. You eat three times a day. You have snacks. So why don't you spend time in, in the word? More time in the word. And know who you are in Christ Jesus and begin to walk in the reality of who you are in Christ. A new creature, a brand new man with the life of God, with the nature of God. If you are there, you've not made Jesus your Lord and Savior. You're under the sound of my voice. I bring good news to you today. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So if you're there, you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm saying today that God loves you with an everlasting love. God loves you. God is not the one behind sickness and disease. God is not the one, you know, that you might say, you might say, oh, why did that bad thing happen to that person? Like I said before, bad things happen to good people. It's more than being good. You need to get into the word. It's all about getting into God's word, finding out what God's word says about you and walking in the reality of who you are in Christ Jesus. God loves you and he has great plans for you. That was why he sent Jesus to die, that you might have life. So you're there, you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can do that now. You can say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die and he was buried and, ro and he rose again that I might have a new life. Right now, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I say, come into my heart. I choose to live my life for you now and forever in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer, you're welcome to the body of Christ. It's that simple.
It's that simple. Now you get yourself a Bible and begin to find out what rightfully belongs to you. I normally tell people to start from the New Testament. Start with the epistles. That um, Those are the books written to the church. Find out who you are in Christ Jesus. You're welcome. And if you said that prayer or you have any questions, you can contact me via questions at adenikedada.com. I repeat, questions at adenikedada.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. Next week is another time. It's Adenike Dada. You can't leave me I find my fullness in you You're my life You're my life When I am down and I feel so weak You give me strength Strength from within when I am sad and I feel no peace You give me joy, joy from within I have my wholeness in you All of my life is in you My satisfaction in you Cause you live in me and I live from you Someone help me sing. I have my own Oh, all of my life. Satisfaction is in you, God. See you live in me. And I live from you. Oh, hey, I have my own.
still 